Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to another episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. This week, I am delighted to have with me Mrs. Sarah Turner, a.k.a. The Unmumsy Mum. Welcome! Thank you! Hello! Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Sarah is a blogger. She is huge on social media. I follow her. Every single mum I know follows her. Um, she gives us all hope. <laughs> she lets us all know that we're not alone. Uh, so I'm delighted to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. Huge on social media and huge in real life where I feel it at the moment. It totally preggers though. <laughs> totally preggers, yeah. Just basically huge. Well, that's good. I love it. I love the hugeness right now. <laughs> you're, you're not huge. Oh, you're I a lovely feel it. size. Oh, yeah, I feel like a double decker bus, but there we go. Third yeah. time around, do you feel bigger than the other two? It's quite, it can be quite deceiving, can't it? Yeah. I can remember with Henry being like, oh, I've got such a lovely, neat bump. And then James never having the heart to tell me, actually, I just kind of put weight on behind. <laughs> like from behind, I was like, oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah. 
<laughs> I've never really glowed, but that's fine. Oh, really? <laughs> I glow see you're glowing. Do you? It's yeah. just my bronzer. <laughs> I always think it's a bit mum's to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm permanently glowing these days. Yeah. Sarah, tell me, um, what kind of mum did you think you were going to be before you actually became a mum? Let's start there. Probably kind of a classic case of expectation versus reality. Mm-hmm. I had all these ideas and visions of what I was going to be like as a mother. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I, I basically um, failed to, to, to measure up to any of them because they were probably really unattainable like in the first place. I thought I was going to be like, I don't know, Maria from The Sound of Music, yeah. to be honest. I just thought that um, there would be some kind of maternal... Um, almost like a cloak that would be bestowed upon me when when I gave birth. But then you would just know how to do things uh, and you would just, I don't know, automatically be somebody that kind of glides through motherhood. I imagined having um, at least one child strapped to my person at all Mm -hmm. times in some kind of a sling or a wrap that I would be proficient at, you know, (laughs) wrapping um, as I kind of made homemade foods. I imagined myself kind of making homemade pesto and 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 maybe even homemade pasta you know just stuff because I'd have the time yeah because the kids would be like napping on me or what have you and then what happened was um basically (laughs) I I I realized I soon realized that um nothing is quite as straightforward as you imagine that yeah that it will be and um, I'm nothing like the mum I imagined I don't think I'm a worse version yeah of her I'm just complete completely different a more realistic version really you know, I, I never thought I would be one of those mums who shouts. Yeah. Um, and I have, I just have no patience as a mum compared to the patience I think I kind of acquired in everyday life. So work and stuff, I think I'm quite patient. It's very repetitive though, isn't it? It, it just nothing, nothing pushes your kind of impatience, frustration button like children that won't put their shoes on or children that tell you that they don't need to go to the toilet when they clearly do and then you're kind of knee deep in it. Um, I just I just find that I hear myself shouting and I think that is not what I thought. Yeah, That is not what I thought I would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure that that's the same for so, for so many people. I, am, I think yeah. so. I think because I, I can remember growing up being in shops and you know, I'm, my mum will <laughs> disagree with me here, but I can remember being dragged out and she used to hiss at us actually, wait till I get you home <laughs> or we're going to go home right now, you yeah. know, and all of that where we just have to stand, like sit on the change room floor and just watch a try loads of clothes on. Um, and uh, and like, when, you know, we used to get shouted at home and stuff and I can remember being like, no, that's not, that's not going to be us. But no. You know, and I no. just feel it, you know. I try and be patient. I try. Yeah. I try. Oh, I just thought I won't need to shout because I'll have enforced boundaries. There we go. There'll be boundaries <laughs> and my children will just will just adhere to them at all times. Um and, and actually I've read up on quite a lot of parenting methods, mm. you know, kind of like gentle parenting, doing this, doing that, um, ways to make you make sure that you don't psychologically damage your child yeah. forever. And then there I am in, in the middle of Tesco Express <laughs> shouting, <laughs> Will you get here? And thinking I've become I've become the kind of mum that I probably would have judged from afar before I became a mum. So maybe that's my comeuppance to kind of be like, there you go. You secretly thought, oh, that's a little bit Jeremy Kyle, isn't it? And now you are that person. (laughs) (laughs) Judgment's a really hard thing, isn't it? I think before I had kids, I probably looked at other people, like you just said, and gone, oh, well. Yeah. Dummies, for instance, for me, I was like, my child will not need a pacifier. (laughs) They will have me. They will be loved. Stick in that dummy. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, it's just, oh. And that's what they need. Um, 
but I think it's so difficult not to judge until you're actually in it. And I then think, you're kind of like, actually, yeah. now I'm like, whatever works for you works. Uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think one of the things that we forget is that when you see somebody <laughs> in public, perhaps there's been a meltdown um, or, or some kind of tantrum, and that could be <laughs> the child or the parent, but you see, you see kind of a scene yeah. unfolding. And what you never see is a million and one incidents that run up to that boiling yeah. point. So you haven't seen them taking their shoes off repeatedly in the car or throwing them at daddy's head or you know all that kind of stuff that happens the mummy 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 when you're trying to park um so you just all you see is the boiling point the kind of bit where mum or dad snaps and Mm. says i've had enough of you and so it's probably easy to to think oh well you know that's not very nice that child was just asking a sensible question (laughs) but when they've asked 11 billion questions before that it's it's kind of you know understandable for them to be like oh you know just yeah just leave me in peace <laughs> i have i have to be honest there have been times when i've i've kind of you know when you say things under your breath yeah and the other day i just found myself saying kind of silently um or not silently but but um quietly in the kitchen oh will you just go away <laughs> and i thought that's really terrible isn't it that's my children yeah. <laughs> can you just go away please just go away i can't cope well, then you're but you're kind of going, but don't please, because if that did ever happen, then well, I would yeah, be lost. Well, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then you see something on the news that oh, you know yeah. allows your head to go there, and you mm. think, I'll, I'll never shout at you ever again. No. I'll just cover you with love and kisses, and and then, but yeah, it's just um, it's the kind of rage guilt cycle but. well also i think you're with such unreasonable human beings most of the time <laughs> it kind really of rubs off a little bit yeah yeah exactly yeah it's it's just it's it's irrational as well isn't it it's when mm. you can't you can't i actually love toddlers because yeah. i think um we could learn a lot from toddlers if we were all a little bit more like like jude who's nearly three um, sometimes I think to myself, kind of, what would Jude do? Because Aww. Jude doesn't do anything that he doesn't want to do, yeah. which is quite annoying and, and at times embarrassing. But also there's something to be said for that. So if you take Jude to an organised singing class and you go, everybody join in, and he doesn't want to join in, he just doesn't join in. He just puts his fingers in his ears or pouts or says, no, thank you, or, you know, stomps his foot and walks out. I think how many times do we as adults <laughs> get dragged into things we don't want to do and plaster a false smile on and be like yeah this is this is great like we should just all pout and stamp our foot and be like no i don't don't want to do this anymore i'm I'm leaving sometimes i do feel like that is exactly what i want to do yeah Maybe yeah, maybe there's something in that. I don't maybe know. every Friday, every Friday, <laughs> Todd, toddler, toddler Friday, day, toddler Friday. <laughs> Let's start it. Yeah, exactly. But then, yeah, then the flip side of that is the irrational kind of. Um, so Jude gets very upset about his yogurt. So basically, when he, when he has a yogurt, <laughs> he gets annoyed um, if the lid's on. So he wants you to take the lid off for him. Right. But then he's annoyed that the lid's off. Because mm-hmm. he also still wants the lid to be on. Of course he does. So we, we kind of have lid lid gate. And um and I just every time I just think I don't yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to I don't know, give him some give him something else instead. I just can't. We have that with like bananas or like like little bars at the moment. If they're if they're given to them and they break because oh, they yeah, want them yeah. whole, they're, they're bro- that's broken, no, that's, that's damaged. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. why would they want that? Broken <laughs> fix banana. It. You yeah. fix that, you <laughs> fix that <laughs> granola bar. At the moment's trying to just stick things back together. It's like it's really not gonna, no, not I gonna know. work there. Uh, I know, and and even even sometimes with Henry, who's five, he will he would be annoyed if something if that happened. And mm. he's now past the stage where you can go, no, no, because you that's even better because now you've got two. He just looks at me like I'm not I'm, I like <laughs> don't I've done a year there. in reception, Mum. <laughs> I'm not stupid anymore. I know loads of stuff. Does it really change things when they go to school? It it may yeah it does it doesn't it doesn't like when when Henry started school I thought 
it was like I honestly felt like he he was going away. He was like you know get, being evacuated as like a war child, and I'd never oh. see him again, even though it's only like nine till three three twenty. <laughs> um, but it's you just feel like you're losing them a little bit, I yeah. think. But it's it's amazing, like the, the them coming back and being able, like I've the the frustration of trying to read and stuff with with you know it's provided endless um, kind of oh, I don't know difficulties of trying to sound things out phonetically as they tell you to from from school but then when he picks up a book and can read even a few words Mm. and you think oh my god that's that's actually amazing you know it's quite it's quite exciting but yeah they know they become know it complete know-it-alls if they weren't already so henry kind of has (laughs) within about a term it was like whatever whatever (laughs) whatever mum with a little eye roll and i was like you are four (laughs) you do not speak to me like that (laughs) know your place son (laughs) so at what part of uh, of having Henry, I think. Did you already only have Henry when you started? Yes, the blog? I did. Yeah, yeah. So Henry was a year old when I wrote my first blog post. I'd gone back to work part time at Exeter University, so I had a job, um, you know, kind of like a mostly admin really. And I, I was just <laughs> a little bit disillusioned with the whole parenting bubble that I'd kind of seen online I guess yeah. and in magazines as well but um I didn't... think at that time as well it would have all, all been very glossy well yeah I th- I'm sure there were the non non-glossy alternatives around but I didn't know where to look for mm-hmm. them so I don't think I certainly didn't follow any parenting blogs at that time but I'd seen like food blogs and you know other stuff so I knew that blogging had become this thing that yeah. anybody could just type upload and share a post and I was like oh I'm j- I loved writing so I was like I might just I might just I might just give that a go and it was so, it was just like therapy like yeah. I obviously had no followers zero I'm sure my husband thought I was a bit crazy like what are you doing I'm blogging like this <laughs> we didn't, don't do a lot of that had a really <laughs> rubbish day and I'm gonna write about yeah, it exactly. get it out you're not gonna be safe either <laughs> you will be mentioned um but it was just it was honestly just something to do that kind of I wanted to outpour kind of like the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, which wasn't very pretty. I started with a post about Henry's birth and then soon went, I think my second blog post I ever wrote, which had about four hits and I think three of those were mine, was other mums must be lying. Because <laughs> that's kind of how I felt at the time. But um, yeah, it was it was mad. And then within a year or so, it just kind of, I think mostly when I put it on just to Facebook, it right. just kind of exploded, and a few posts went viral, as they say. It's crazy, isn't it? How, yeah. how taking something on there can literally just take it so to so many places. It is. So many people. It is crazy. Like it's really scary, but it's also really exciting because it means anybody's got that opportunity. But I do. It did get to the point where it was odd because I hadn't told anybody at work that I had a blog. Oh really? Because I didn't need to because yeah. it was just a little hobby. Did you have photos on there or anything? I or did, but literally... they weren't really identifying. I had no photos of me. I hadn't put my name on there anywhere, so it was kind of anonymous in yeah. that sense. Um, um, and then the more it got on Facebook and there were a couple of pictures of Henry and stuff that people at work started to notice right. and talk about it amongst themselves because they realised I hadn't told them. Uh-huh. So and it, it's, you, need, you start to feel like you're being talked about. And in the end, I had to have this, like, in a team meeting, I had to kind of come out as a blogger <laughs> and be like, yes, that is that is my child that, you, you know, because they were sort of shutting down browsers. It's her. It's definitely her. <laughs> and then I left. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was it. Okay. Did you find it weird suddenly? Because obviously having it like quite anon- anonymous and... Yeah. and you know, literally writing for you really at the start. Did you yeah. find it weird then suddenly when loads of people know about you and your family? Yeah, really. I did find it really weird. I still do. I mm. still do find it odd. And sometimes I think it's great and it's really fun. And sometimes I have that anxiety like pang of, 
oh my god this was kind of never the plan because I didn't yeah. I didn't kind of look ahead and think this would happen well um, it hasn't really happened it, no when you started it, no, it, it hasn't really that no it was weird I think um the thing it freaks it, it freaked me out the first couple of times when I had messages from people to tell me that you know when people message you, you must get it all the time <laughs> but where people message you and say um oh I saw you at such and such but you know when they haven't come to say hello they've just told yeah. you you know I saw you at such and such this is what you're wearing this is what you're talking to your husband <laughs> about but I had a couple where and we've been on holiday in Cornwall and somebody messaged and said oh I saw I saw you actually no I didn't see you but I recognized your children playing oh, on the that, beach yeah. and Henry was wearing short these colored shorts and blah blah blah. and I just kind of had that eerie like oh that's really that's really weird but watched. it wasn't weird at all she was really she was actually just being really nice saying I didn't want to come and interrupt your family you know day yeah. but I just wanted to let you know I really love your blog and blah blah blah, blah. but um obviously hadn't, <laughs> hadn't thought that kind of describing exactly what we were doing in the ice creams that we were eating in, in great detail would have made me go ah that's a bit does strange. it make you paranoid though like say one of the kids has a meltdown like I experienced yes. this how you handle it does it kind of make you go we're in public right now and um i don't know i suppose i actually feel more relaxed because it's they kick off it's kind of on brand i'm like see i wasn't lying i'll post about um, this later yeah henry did actually have i went when we were shopping for holiday clothes um we were in um next in exeter a few a few um a few a couple of years ago actually jude was in his pram was kicking off i'd kind of tried to placate him with a number of snack bribes that he was kind of getting through and i was getting sort of panicky um, and henry was just he just lost it so he was like climbing under you know crawling under rails of cloves taking all the bras off the shelf you know kind of <laughs> everything and um i noticed this woman looking at me then and she messaged me afterwards and said oh I, did, I didn't know if I should come and say, like, do you need a hand? Because your kids were kind of sort of really kicking off. <laughs> but she said all I could think to myself was, oh, she's not lying when she says they're pickles in public. I said, yeah, pickles, that's one That's one word for it. <laughs> so I, I, I think, yeah, I'm not... It would be harder if you had a really glossy kind of... Yeah. Our life is, perfect, you know, perfect yeah. type... In um, a way, I think, I think you have actually let us all off the hook. You know, because I think before you came along, for me, and, you know, I came mum and I... I, I Buzz was really young when I read um, the post that you've written about the uh, the mum in the red coat. Yeah. Can you talk us through the post? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, an open letter to the mum with the red coat um, was a post I wrote, I think it must have been about 2015-ish. And mm. I know that because it's the point at which everything kind of exploded. Um and basically it was a it was it was based on me having been to the park and spotting this woman who was having just like a nightmare of a day she had a fairly newborn baby that would just you just couldn't settle you know mm. when they you there's nothing that you can do she had a toddler that was throwing things off the top of the climbing frame and telling her that he wanted a new mummy and that she was oh. rubbish and you know all the rest of it and um she just looked mortified like she was expecting that everybody was sort of judging yeah. her maybe and she kept saying things we all do it as parents where you say things out loud to directed at your children but they're not really at directed at your children they're for the benefit of everybody else so that other people don't think that you're a terrible parent so she was saying things like oh we don't throw our shoes off the climbing frame do we sweetheart and and then to the baby oh but you've just been fed almost as if she was anticipating that we were thinking can you just feed him because he's been crying for half an hour or whatever when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And I think I made a comment that I then later thought perhaps have been taken the wrong way. Because I know nightmare, aren't they? Think uh. kind of... Um, wanting to offer solidarity mm-hmm. and saying, God, mine can be just the same, like nightmare. But I wonder if she interpreted it as me being like, your kids are a nightmare. Um, so the letter, the, the open letter I wrote to her, which basically just to say, you know, somebody's kids have to be the worst behaved <laughs> in the park at any one time. And at some point they'll be yours. And don't, you know, don't expect that people are judging you like we've got your back kind yeah. of thing. Um, I have no idea if she ever read it, but I get lots of messages from people that say, I'm the red coat mum today. <laughs> you know, that's, that's me. I've just had my so you moment. you don't know if she read <laughs> I've got no idea. No, nobody ever got in contact and said, oh, like, that was, you know, I can literally remember me. remember reading it and just, I mean, it made me cry, but it made me feel good as well because I can remember with, when Buzz was younger, I'd, I signed us up for so many groups, too many groups. I, I signed us up for four, I think, <laughs> four a week. And I can literally remember being in there and my whole time in there, you know, it's meant to be about your bond and how they're amazing, yeah. mother and baby. And, and all I was doing was thinking in my head, please don't cry, please don't cry, please don't cry. Yeah. I'd literally time it so I could feed him before we went in. I'd have the dummy there just in case, but then I would hate getting out of the bag because then I'd feel judged. Yeah. And, and you know, so I think I felt that really early on when he was a baby. Yeah. So to read that post made me go... Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there are so many other people actually that feel that. You always feel like you're, you stick out like a sore thumb yeah. and that you're not coping and everybody else is having a much better day than you and that everybody else is much more kind of competent than you. That mm. was, I felt yeah. like there should be an exam as to whether or not you should be a mum or not. And if there had been, I, I, would, I would have been like, you know, I E, most e- of minus. Us, most of us would fail, <laughs> wouldn't we? Well, I think now, I think. That is my opinion that, mo- that nobody's prepared. No. You can't, you can't, you just cannot prepare well, for it. Well, and even now though, so, you know, we've both got two two boys. Yeah. And even now I would say, so I'm three years in, I kind of know what I'm doing, but yeah. I'm still winging it on a daily yeah. basis. We could have a great day yeah. and then half an hour of absolute mayhem, which would lead to me crying in the kitchen <laughs> when the boys yeah. can't see me. And then, you know, then one of them will say, oh, I love you, mama. And, you know, that all evaporates. And, all, all, and also uh, there's, there's different challenges at every stage. Yeah. I, I used to remember, I remember wanting to punch people in the face that told me, oh, it's only a phase for any <laughs> for anything. Anything's only a phase, like teething, you know, colic, whatever it might be. Oh, it's only a phase. Or when they say, "Oh, you'll never get this time again," and I would think, "I my breath." Thank God, because I never want this time again. This time, this is this time is rubbish. Um, but it it really it generally really is only a phase, and all yeah. that happens is you you kind of um, <laughs> upgrade or transition your troubles into new ones. So then now there's a whole base of you know school based dramas, yeah. and you have that whole trying not to be a competitive parent, but secretly thinking, you know, or why, well, why has he been, been moved into that group when they haven't been moved into that group? Or, you know, that, 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 that's an, it's a whole new, a whole new challenge. But I do feel like um, pregnant with, with baby number, baby boy number three. <laughs> we, we definitely, we definitely make boys in our house. Um, that I am so much more, I'm so much more relaxed, like going into it because my expectations are so much more realistic this yeah. time. 
I mean, I, I did, still... How did you feel the jump from one to two? Um, the jump from one to two, I didn't find anywhere near as bad as the jump from none to yeah, one. Yeah, same, same as I us. just think the first baby hurricane is just like... Whoa! Well, you know what? What is? What even is this? I mean, there are there are different. You know, there are obviously difficulties trying to juggle everything. Mm. And I remember having, and I think it's quite common having that um, <laughs> emotional like doubt as to how I would could possibly love something as much as I love the f- yeah. Henry. You know, like almost like I was cheating on Henry by having another baby. Um, and <laughs> now I'm like, oh, there, I've got, I've got to, you know, I've got to, I've got to split the love even, <laughs> even more ways. But I don't think you do split it. I think, I you, think you just the love get just more. Grows. Yeah. And I, yeah, I can remember with Buzz being like, I don't like. Well, I love you less. But actually seeing how he interacted with Buddy straight yeah. away, scooping him up and giving him kisses, my heart just exploded for him. You yeah, know? I remember feeling like it took me a little while longer to get to know Jude mm. because I was also trying to parent a toddler that was, you know, in the midst of potty training and, and all the rest of it. So yeah. I can remember kind of looking at him when he was about four or five months old and kind of feeling like, I've, you know, I've, I've fed you and I've and I've bathed you and I've done all of that, but I haven't like got to know you yet. And I remember having this conversation with my husband. He was like, "You're you're literally nuts. Like, what are you talking about? Look at him. And he's just there. You know, they, they, there's not a lot of expression, is there? He's just kind of looking at me from his little suit, and, and he's like, and you're worried. You know, what do you what do you want? You, what, yeah. what, what do you want to know? What do you want to know about him? He likes milk. He likes... <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But I don't. I didn't kind of stare as intently at him mm. and take as many pictures of him and I couldn't tell you things awful any of his milestones like no. I couldn't tell you when Jude's first tooth came through or when he rolled over for the first time literally or... I, looked, I looked in his mouth one day and put by his <laughs> mouth and I was like Jesus you got two he's teeth got, he's got full set <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen when no no that that is that is and also the um the like how old are they thing oh gosh when, with Henry I could have told you I probably could have told you how old he was in days until he was about <laughs> two and a half and also you could have said like oh um you know what people can like insist on talking in in weeks yeah, don't they yeah. so it's like oh he's uh he's, he's 42 weeks actually or whatever <laughs> which you don't it's like three, three quarters of a year I think like some, something like that I can remember being at my neighbor's house actually and I think Buddy must have only been about seven or eight weeks old and uh, our neighbor's mum had said oh how old is he now yeah. and I mean she turned to my turn to my neighbor <laughs> and was like how, how old is he, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you, and the same with birthdays like yeah. my husband will open admit he does not know our second child's birthday he just doesn't know it i don't think he even knows the year so it's just like when 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 the most when was Jude born and i kind of like no no this is yeah this is that oh, so the third one literally there's no hope for him he'll be, he'll be dragged up one day i'll be like oh he's got a full set of teeth and he's walking luckily <laughs> do you do you struggle with like the negative stuff i do it depends where it depends what nature of of negativity it is if it's just outright trolling mm. um i.e below the line comments on the mail online no. then i don't struggle at all in fact i would happily read those comments for hours because really? they're just hilarious yeah oh, they just make me weep oh do I, they I literally yeah they just oh, you make just me have to, if you read if oh, you should just read them out those don't bother me at all uh the, the the comments that i find really hard are where i feel like i've been misunderstood yeah. So where I feel like the message that I'm kind of trying to give out, which generally is a message of we're all in it together, everybody has bad days, don't mm. beat yourself up, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think if you read, <laughs> if you take any one of my kind of social media posts in isolation, they're out of context, you you could quite understandably be like, well, she doesn't seem very grateful for 
the life that she's got with a loving husband and two lovely boys and mm. another child on the way. Putting yourself on the internet is like you're, you're opening yourself up to attack, mm -hmm. potentially, when you're actually kind of at your most vulnerable. I suppose my tactic is always to remember that you kind of never know what somebody else is going through mm. or what battles that they're facing. So when somebody sends me an angry message and I try that and then not be angry about that mm. and think, well, actually, you know, um, you do have to be a bit sensitive to, I don't know, yeah, the needs and the needs yeah. and wants and, and, um, and struggles of other people. You know, so many people I follow on social media that have, um, you know, that aren't able to conceive mm. or have, have had multiple miscarriages or have, or have lost, um, you know, children where you just think, oh, my God, you know, it's really sobering. You think, yeah, oh. yeah. And I've had moments where I'm just going to shut it all down. But then you take stock of all the messages from people that are like, I've had such a terrible day and your blog's really helped me to not feel rubbish. Mm. And you think, actually... I feel like no, I am doing something important too. So it's just you know you can't you can't please all of the people yet yeah, all of the time. So you can't. So you have now written two books. Yes, your mumsy mum and the mumsy mum diaries. I have. Yeah. Book three, baby three, book three. I am going to write a third book, but I'm certainly not doing a a mumsy third baby <laughs> <laughs> uh, out in the summer no it's, it's, it's um i don't I, I felt like i wouldn't be able to write any con any book content about yeah. a baby um who's not yet here yeah, yeah. it just would feel like the almost almighty of jinx yeah, jinxing yeah. um so i'm sure having three children and that the experience of that will lend itself to another book mm. but i don't think it'll be specifically baby three yeah Related, but I'm sure. Um, I, mean, I keep getting messages from people that are like, "You just wait, just you wait until they're teenagers. You ain't seen nothing yet." Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> please, "Please write the mumsy the teenage years." And I'm like, "I'm not sure if I'll be able to because I'm not sure I'll be able to document the things that they get up to as teenagers." Got three boys. Oh gosh. Ah, um, so, so yes. Yeah, so there's no, there's no immediate book three plans, mm. but the plan in future will be, very much be to continue writing books. I think I'm just. I just felt like I needed a bit of headspace to decide what, what I want to write yeah. and not... Well, and it's so hard as well because I think, like, the Mum's Mum book and, and, and the, and the follow-up, they kind of, they are, they say so much. Yes. And so they can be read continuously. Like, anyone who has a child, buy it for them, you know, yeah. because I think it, it really does help. And, and that message will always be there. Yeah. You know, there might not necessarily be... You don't need to have another book next no. to you to say that well, no, it's, it's like I'm know. having all these, I'm having all these, like, um, you know, worries and feelings and stuff about pregnancy that I'm literally thinking somebody sent me a message the other day, like after they'd seen me kind of having some kind of a, a, a you know, panic about something. And they sent me a message saying, you, you, really, you need to go back and read like chapter five of your first book. <laughs> this is, and it's like, I do, I've gone back to square one again a little bit. But um, oh, the boys are looking forward to it. They are really looking forward to it. Yeah, they are. Um, Henry was not was not when when we had Jude. So Henry going from being an only child to a big brother. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't quite three. He was about two and two and a half. Um, and he didn't he wasn't happy about having a little brother at all. In fact, Henry blanked me for about two weeks. No. Yeah, he wouldn't give me any cuddles. He wouldn't come sit on the sofa with me. He wouldn't even look at his baby brother. He would just talk to his dad. Um, it was like his way of punishing me. Oh my me. god! If I wasn't emotional enough already, like sat <laughs> in my in my dressing gown blob on the sofa <laughs> with my boobs out, like oh, oh my god. <laughs> um, but he um, he didn't warm to Jude at all. He because because babies are really rubbish yeah. when you're two and a half. Like, 
they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are like they are a little bit rubbish anyway. You know, <laughs> they're, they're fine for a cuddle. They're squishy, and and they smell so good. Yeah. I mean, apart from when they don't, obviously. But Henry's super excited about being the biggest, biggest brother, oh. and he keeps telling everybody, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to have two brothers, and I'm going to be a bit older than both of them. Like he's quite, you know. And also, I had to explain to him the other day that that will always be the case. I think he he yeah. worried that when Jude had a birthday, that Jude would start catching up with him. Oh. And I had to explain that no, no, because he gets older every year as well. Um, but yeah, no, they are they are they are super excited. I'm slightly I'm like excited slash borderline hysterical about the prospect of having three boys in the house plus yeah a grown up boy like the, the, the outnumberedness. Oh. <laughs> it's just going to be uh, hysterical. But um, have yeah, you been bring bored of everyone asking? The whole girl question. Oh, do you, you want to go? Do you know? I didn't. I, I. I kind of expected people. If when and I when I made a, a pregnancy announcement, yeah. I expected that people would. Um, that I would get weeks of. Oh, I bet you're hoping for a girl. Yeah. So when I put a post on Facebook or whatever to say we're having a baby, I'd already found out that we were having a boy. Aww. So it was just like straight in with. Right. Um, we're having boy number three. Um, <laughs> but I. It's interesting because when I had. Um, we found out. We found out every time, and not very, oh, really? we're not very good with surprises. <laughs> and when I found out that I was having Jude, um, I wrote a post. That I think was you know possibly fairly controversial. That was like what you're not allowed to wish for, which was oh, really? that I had re- I had really kind of hoped that we would have a girl. And then the screen, the screen was just like <laughs> basically William Balls. That's basically all we could see on the screen. And we were like, okay. Um, and I wrote this post kind <laughs> of once I'd come to terms with my feelings, saying that actually, um, I think we should be allowed to kind of um, allow ourselves to have a moment if you're having a moment. Mm. And the moment for me, I think, was just at that point thinking, because I thought we'd only ever have two, Yeah. kind of thinking not that I was in any way disappointed that I was having another boy, but just in that moment in time thinking I'll never have a, I'll never yeah. have a daughter. Um, and I think having lost my own mum when I was a teenager, I'd mm. always imagined kind of recreating the mother-daughter thing. Yeah. So there was an element of, oh. But then, of course, I realised Jude came along and I realised it's not two of the same at all because no. they're not the same. They're like, <laughs> so so then, from that point, when me and James were discussing whether or not we were going to have another one, we would, we would, would hysterically laugh because we would just be like, Oh, you know, are we ready for boy number three? We just knew it would be another <laughs> another boy. So there was no trying for a girl yeah. or eating strange foods or trying different positions and all the stuff that people tell you that they do. To, but I don't know if it works. Um, we were just like... Doesn't sound like the guy has to go in a cold bath or I something don't like know. that. I don't know. I don't know. I did read something on the internet recently. It was a study. I don't know where it came from or if it was, you know, factually correct. So don't... Quote me off. Quote me on <laughs> don't it. Start but there was, <laughs> no, don't start doing weird things. Don't start doing But no, there was something that said women that eat a high, <laughs> women that eat a high calorie diet are more likely to have boys. Oh, <laughs> so, really? So high five that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if that's at all true. It, I mean, it came up on some newspaper thing, and I just chuckled to myself. I thought that, that would be about right. If I'd laid off the Mackie D's, I might have had an army of girls. But no. <laughs> Well, the healthy women of the land go, yes, that's correct. Yeah. We have girls. Yeah, then my dad was like, well, that's not true because you're, you know, your your mother at rubbish and she had two girls. So that, that's nonsense. So they're okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I get asked all the time whenever, you know, people ask about next child, they're always like, and because you, cause you're after a girl, obviously. Yeah. It's like, no, actually. I know, I really, I know. And I really feel it's like I'm um, with Colleen Rooney at oh, the moment. Oh, gosh. I just feel like she can't be, she, she'll never be allowed to just 
be like, well, actually, I know I'm having another baby because we want another baby. Yeah. We want to add to our family. Yeah. There'll always be speculation of, oh, well, you know, bet you're, bet you're hoping. And you yeah. know what? Say what if may, say what if she is, has mm. got a little glimmer of, oh, it would be nice to have a girl. It doesn't mean she'd be unhappy to have a boy. No. I just think. But yeah, people are, <laughs> people are very forthright with their, um, with their opinions on things, aren't they? So, yes. yeah. <laughs> Especially in the world of social media. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so... Each podcast will be finished uh, with you completing three sentences for me, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> you might have heard them before, so let's go. Okay. Being a mum means? Putting other people before yourself at all times uh, and, I guess, n- never, ne- never again, <laughs> never again having an easy night's sleep. No. <laughs> yeah, some, something like that. <laughs> and since becoming a mum, I? Have... A terrible pelvic floor. Oh, gosh. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> it's not going to get any better. It, it, it actually isn't. Yeah, I know. This is a genuine threat. Piss myself laughing, like people say, is, is this could it's happen. It's a real thing now. <laughs> yeah. And finally, I'm happy when? I'm happy when I am outdoors with my family in our own little family bubble, yeah. outside, that everything seems easier outdoors. It does. I'm unhappy when we're all in the living room and they're wrestling. That's yeah. when I'm unhappy. <laughs> Sarah, you have been amazing, oh, as I knew you would be. Thank you so much for joining Thank me. Thank you for having me. You've been a delight. <laughs>